Welcome to Everyday Health Simplified. I'm Elisa Poole, ex-teacher turned health enthusiast. Each episode, you get bite-sized pieces of nutrition and mindset education so that you can be empowered to take the next step on your wellness journey. We are entering the holidays, and right around the corner is the new year. That's the time when so many people make resolutions. I often hear resolutions getting a bad rap, but in my opinion, what's wrong with setting resolutions? It's like setting new intentions. The new year is great timing for it, and for that matter, so is any day of the year. That's the only thing I would say about it is you don't have to wait for the new year to make a resolution or set new intentions. But this podcast is not about resolutions. It's about how we feel when our intentions and our goals haven't turned out the way that we had hoped. It's about what we can do when our motivation wanes and we feel unmotivated to keep going because, well, what's the point? Today's episode is going to remind you of what is the point because the journey is the destination. And as cliche as that sounds, it's actually true. So how on earth do we live that way? And whether or not what you hear today is new to you, it's very easy to forget. And therefore, it's information that's not often implemented. Overlooking these truths that I'm going to share today is a trap that I'm guessing all of us fall into, myself included, which is why it's so wonderful to share them, because we all need the reminders. I want you to be singing to yourself as often as possible. We are the champions, my friends. Dun, dun. We'll keep on fighting until the end. Dun, 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 dun. We are the champions. We are the champions. You feel me? So let's start with a little self-reflection. We are nearing the end of 2022. It's been quite a year. It's been quite a few years, hasn't it? (laughs) So if you could, please think about aspects of your life that are important to you. For instance, could be your career, relationships, finances, personal health, spirituality, any area like that that's meaningful to you. Now, I want you to answer this question. How do you feel about those areas? Do you feel disappointed, scared, worried, stagnant? Or perhaps you feel confident, optimistic, or progressive. If you're like most people, you likely have some areas that evoke more positive emotions and others that evoke negative or stressful emotions. The challenge is how do we maintain faith, focus, and discipline in the areas where we currently feel anxious, unmotivated, or scarce? How do we stay motivated? Because as Mel Robbins so wisely said, you are never going to feel like it. (laughs) So to help us stay motivated, there actually are three actions we can take and they overlap with each other often. You're going to see what I mean as we go along. The first thing that we can do is shift from a short-term mindset to a long-term perspective. And I'm not talking about one year from now. I'm talking 10, 15, 20, or even farther down the road, decades from now. To stay motivated in the low points of right now, we need to develop a relationship not only with who we are now, but also who we want to be in 20 years. In those important areas of your life, your work, your relationships, your finances, your personal health, your spirituality, who do you want to be in 20 years? Really get a handle on who you are 20 years from now in each of those areas. Who do you wanna be? And now, looking at your current situation, What would you, in 20 years, do? 
Chances are you, 20 years from now, looks at what you're going through and sees the big picture. She doesn't see failures. She sees feedback. She sees stages of life and moments of growth. So the first thing that we need to do is create who we want to become in 20 years and cultivate a relationship with that person. The second skill we can learn is accepting our current state instead of resisting it. One of my favorite sayings that I got from a seminar I took years ago was, what you resist persists, meaning it's really hard to move forward in circumstances that you are resisting. Here are some examples. Oh, the weather really sucks right now. I only have one free night a week. I'm so busy. I only have two hours to meal prep each week. I just don't have the energy. I don't know how to move forward from this. When you resist, it limits your perspective and weakens your problem-solving skills. It shrinks your vision and puts you into victim mode and makes you a passive participant in your life. However, when you accept your circumstances, things change. When you embrace what's true about the current constraints or situation you find yourself in, it opens your mind to problem solving. It creates possibilities and shifts you into a creator mode and being an active participant in your life. So let's hear those examples again, but with accepting your circumstances instead of resisting. The weather really does suck right now. I'm going to move inside and switch gears. I have one free night a week, so how do I want to spend it? I have two hours to meal prep this week, so which meals are my priorities? I have low energy today, so what's one thing that I can do to stay on track? Man, I don't know how to move forward out of this, but if I did know what to do, what is one thing that I could try? When we accept the truth as it is right now, then your brain can start thinking, all right, this is the present situation, now what? And then we can move forward. An easy way to do this is anytime you hear yourself saying the word only, remove it and restate the sentence. We do this with our kids and I do this with my clients quite a bit. Listen to the difference. I only have 30 minutes to work out today. Remove the only. I have 30 minutes to work out today. I only got two cookies. I got two cookies. Yeah, you did. I only have two hours to meal prep this week. I have two hours to meal prep this week. Can you hear the shift in who holds the power? In the first example, you sound like a victim and your external circumstances have the power. In the second example, you sound like a creator and you are, you have the power, okay? So the third skill that we can craft is practicing self-compassion, also known as accepting our emotions. This is exactly like accepting our circumstances instead of resisting them. We just shift it to the area of our emotions. Sometimes I feel like the advice to stay positive backfires. What I mean by that is I see so many people, especially women, making themselves wrong for feeling what are called negative emotions. For example, if you feel sad, you shame yourself because you have so much to be grateful for. Who are you to feel down? If you feel angry, you beat yourself up because it's labeled as an unhealthy emotion. But I'm here to say no emotion is wrong. Emotions are human tendencies, and the only thing that's unhealthy about them is when we ignore or suppress them. My question is the same one the Black Eyed Peas ask, where is the love, the love, the love? I want to know, where is the self-love? We are so critical of ourselves, aren't we? Critical of what we do and then how we feel about it. But in my opinion, rather than condemning or ignoring our emotions, it's far better to reflect on them because the emotions you feel are indicators that something in your life is out of alignment with the values that you hold and the vision you're working to create. 
We need to recognize that our emotions are reminders of what we are committed to in our lives. And when we see that, then they become excellent opportunities for us to remember who we are, both today and 20 years from now. Here's what I mean. As a mom, here's something that I've felt before, and I'm guessing a lot of other moms have. I'm ashamed when I lash out at my kids. So when I feel that shame, that shows what I'm committed to is creating a safe space for my kids and practicing self-care as a mom. If I'm scared that my business will fail because my numbers are decreasing, that shows I'm committed to stability and growth. If I'm disappointed in my current health, that shows I am dedicated to my long-term wellness. If I'm frustrated by my sense of busyness and overwhelm, that means I'm determined to have balance in my life. And if I feel so sad lately, that means I'm a person who prefers to feel happy. So in order to move forward and continue motivating yourself, you can offer yourself some self-compassion. What you're feeling is normal. Anyone in your situation having gone through what you've dealt with would likely feel very similarly. For instance, if you lash out at your kids because you've neglected your rest, your health, and your self-care, of course you're feeling that way. Your anger shows that you had some need that was not being addressed. What was that need? Correct that and your patience will begin to return. If your business or career is not where you want it to be, of course you're feeling worried. That's normal. Your fear shows that you're nervous about not having stability, so you need to focus on actions that promote stability and growth. If you're dedicated to your long-term wellness but disappointed in your current status, of course you feel deflated. If you're feeling overwhelmed or too busy but you're someone who likes to have balance, of course you're feeling frustrated. I would too. If you're someone who prefers to feel happy, but you've been feeling sad more than usual, of course that's not comfortable. You don't like that feeling. So no matter what you're feeling, there is a reason you are feeling that way. It's natural for you to be feeling that way. Of course you would be feeling that given what you've experienced this year and what you're standing for in your life. There's something in conflict. I might go so far as to say that you could even be grateful for your emotions and your circumstances because they are revealing how you may be off track with where you plan to be in 20 years. And this allows you to course correct. And guess what? Of course you're off track. We all go off track over and over again. That's what being human is. And what do you do when you get off track? We get back on. And this is actually so much easier when we have a 20-year goal rather than a one-year goal because If you only have for a one-year goal or even a one-month goal, it's so harder to get back on track because you think, oh, well, what's the point? I'm going to be done in three weeks. But if your goal is 20 years from now, it's so much easier to course correct because you know you're on the right track and it's just a slight detour. It's so much easier to get back on. Did you know that a plane on autopilot is off track more often than it is? It just keeps course correcting to the destination that's programmed into the computer. You are like that plane. Be gracious with yourself. Check in with who you want to be in 20 years because that person is your roadmap. Your emotions show where your road needs some attention. Where do you need to fill in some potholes? Where do you need to course correct? Accept your circumstances because that will allow you to move within them. You could ask yourself, what is the next step? Or even better, what is a next step that you could take to get back on track? Because there's usually more than one. And there is no wrong choice, everyday health practitioners. There is only choice. And as you make one choice and move forward, other moves you can make then become clear. And I'm going to tell you one more secret. Motivation is not something you have. It's not something you wake up and feel every day when you roll out of bed. Motivation has very little to do with your emotions or circumstances and everything to do with your actions. 
Brain coach Jim Quick explains that motivation is actually a set of habits and routines that are guided by your values and your identity that you carry out every day. Guess what? Who you want to be in 20 years and all those important areas of your life, those are your values and your identity. They are what guide your actions. The things you do today that are aligned with those commitments determine your reality tomorrow. Action is the only thing that will take you out of your current situation and create a new one. And you get to choose which action to take. Are you aligning your actions with circumstances or feelings that you're currently resisting? Or are you living into who you want to become? Remember, we cannot live in the future. We cannot live in the past. We can only live in the now and the actual circumstances we are in. As Bon Jovi so wisely counsels, we gotta hold on to what we got. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. If we resist the situation we find ourselves in, we limit what's possible. So take it one day at a time because that is literally all we can do by remembering what you are committed to, your values, practicing the skill of acceptance instead of resistance, and reminding yourself of who you are, your identity 20 years from now, because that person in 20 years is also you today. My wish for you is that you give yourself grace and compassion as you move through this life. It's the only life we have, and it matters. There is nothing wrong with you and everything wonderful about the healthy, vibrant life that you are creating. It happens in bits and pieces, and that's just the way it is. I hope this episode encouraged you today. If you need more encouragement, text me at 727-591-4959. Seriously, I mean it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And until next time, keep practicing health every day. Bye-bye.